Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello, and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast in which we talk about the secrets behind living the life you've always dreamed of. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is author and holistic healer Joyce Salvo. Joyce is also the founder of the Ivana Method, a systemized approach to helping people eliminate stress and welcome more happiness into their life. And who doesn't need more of that? So Joyce, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you, Ellen, for having me. And I'm thrilled to be with you, and um, I hope everybody enjoys it. But thank you also for all that you are doing and you have already done for so many. This is very important work. Thank you. Oh, thank you for saying that. That makes me happy. I have to say the the podcast and the writing and everything is truly a passion project. It is, um, you know, what I would love to be doing 24-7 if I could just be uh, listening to people's stories and learning from them. And it's it's really fascinating. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I know we have so much to talk about. Um, I, I just have a million questions for you. But first, I would like to ask you to define what a holistic trainer is, because I think that may be a term that many of us are not 100% clear on. Well, um, training or trainer is a great word for it. And I also use consultant um, because my ultimate goal is to really understand the person on a very deep level where they probably haven't gone to mm-hmm. and then help them to understand themselves better. So I'm trying to feed it back to them. Um, and then we discuss the best ways that they can take care of themselves instead of always depending on me. I don't want to be the fixer. I want them to fix themselves. So we get into some pretty deep stuff that they might not have accessed before. And we just keep on moving from there. So you're talking to people that are feeling like they're less than ideally happy or less than ideally healthy, and you're working with their whole body, mind, and soul system. Mm-hmm. Yep. And why why is that approach, why why is it so important to address everything together like that? Well... The real purpose is to understand that we function on multiple levels that leads to us being whole. And um, that's what holistic means. You know, it means that it's not just one part of us, but it's the physical part, the mental, the emotional, um, the spiritual, the energetic. And it's an awareness that we have to become familiar with that makes us a whole person. And if we're whole, we have more to work with. We gather more strength and balance. So it's very important. It's not just one part of us. We have to know all parts of ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's something that's very important to keep in mind. And it seems that if someone is, um, like take mindset or energy, and if they're focusing a lot on 
negative things, negative emotions, negative thoughts, for example, um, that can manifest in all kinds of ways. Do you ever see the connection between, um, you know, that kind of thinking and an actual physical ailment or something? Definitely. And I think this is the real secret to wellness is to understand that the physical is, you know, it just is the end result because all those levels that I just spoke about affect all the other levels. So one affects the other. And when one part is hurting, everything else is out of balance and all the other parts participate to either help or to hinder the whole process. Um, the real goal is to maintain balance in all aspects and not to forget one over the other so that we can have a strong overall health, well-being, and peace because you get peace from your strength. Um, so I have found that after working with thousands of people that all physical, and that's a hard statement to make, but it's true, is an end result of emotions that we stored due to our response to experiences that we have had. It's not just the experience, but more about how we felt at the time of the experience. You know, those emotions, they get stored in us energetically. And they can get stored in different areas of our physical body, uh, especially our nervous system that branches out to all parts of our body. So traditional counseling can help when we talk about our feelings, but it doesn't balance the deep-rooted energy that is created from those feelings. You know, there is an energy to everything we think and feel. This is what I do. I find where it is, and I help the person to neutralize it, to bring it into balance. Um, once that happens, the energy of the body can flow, I say to people, it flows more freely to bring nutrients in and take toxins out. So when we have a constant flow of assimilating what's good for us physically and eliminating what can harm us, then we will have better physical health as a result. So when someone comes to me with pain or a serious illness, I'm looking at where's the source? And I will look at all those aspects. So I will check, is the source just physical, which highly is unlikely. Um, it may also be physical and emotional. Um, it may just be energetic, and we just feel it physically. So it's very important to try to learn all these aspects of ourselves and then balance those aspects. I mean, from what you're saying, it sounds like we all have... I guess, power within us to um, shift our energy, to shift our focus, to shift our, you know, beliefs or, or whatever, you know, wherever all of this is getting stuck. And, um, you know, certainly with the help of someone like yourself, it, I'm sure that facilitates and makes it faster, but it, it, it's kind of an exciting thought because it takes, away the idea that you are like a victim of mm -hmm. an ailment, right? It's like empowering oh, because we can... So much. That's a hard concept for people because it's a natural thing to think that life is happening to us instead of us creating life. 
Uh And, um, you know, I certainly believe that we just have to, we always have a choice. We can choose, you know, a positive thought and energy has, it has wonderful high frequency vibration and movement. And that brings in the nutrients and takes the toxins out. And if we have these lower frequency energies and feelings of despair or anger or um, anxiety, even those are denser energies that will jam us up. So we can't absorb the good stuff and get rid of the toxins. Um, But we always have a choice on what we choose on how we're going to respond to something. And that makes us not be a victim in reality. Mm, mm-hmm. Do you, do you think people have to protect themselves from what they, um, like watch on the news or even the music or shows or, you know, what you choose to assimilate into your, um, you know, being just from entertainment or from having the, the, TV on or something. Do you think that that can really affect your energy? It definitely does. Um, but again, we have a choice. So sometimes if people need movement, I'll say, listen to more upbeat music, faster music. If they need to be calmer, I'll say, listen to some slower meditative type of music, for instance. Um, sometimes people are drawn to things on TV because it might be, not be the most pleasant thing, for instance, but um, it can actually move the energy. It can tap into something that's stored so deeply that they haven't been able to reach consciously. It taps into that and brings it up to the surface. The hard part is, is you'll feel uncomfortable. But sometimes is it, is it that you're uncomfortable with what you're hearing or are you uncomfortable with what's stored inside of you? that you never tapped into before and healed. Mm, that's really interesting. That's mm. really interesting. And this whole idea of shifting energy, one of the things that you do is, is energy work with people, like you were you know, just talking about. And it's fascinating. One of the things, one of the many things about that that's fascinating to me is that you don't have to be in the same room as the person. You, you can be on the phone or, you know, they can be across the world from you. And I'm just curious, like, how do you explain this interconnectivity of everything and how you're able to do energetic healing from such a distance? Well, um, if anyone is familiar with Reiki, which more people are today, and I started 35 years ago professionally, and I don't even think many people knew about Reiki. So my job was a little more difficult then than it is now. But still, the understanding that we're energy beings. Um, but my method is very, it's a very advanced form of Reiki. So you can do it long distance. We're tapping in it, um, into the energetic level. And ultimately I'm connecting with the person soul to soul and communicating with their spirit. I can do that with an unborn child. It's, it's pretty interesting. And I'll tell the parent or, you know, what this child's personality is, as they're developing 
and their tendencies. And I often hear people say years later, you know, you told me this and this child is exactly what you said. Oh, how funny. <laughs> and that amazes me too, because the, oh, we are energy. Um, I can feel, see, and connect with all those stored experiences and responses that I talked about that are hidden within ourselves, our nervous system, even our organs and glands hold this energy. So, you know, we all have the ability to tap into that. And we often can feel it from other people and music and things, as you said. We have that ability, but often we misinterpret it or, you know, we're not we're afraid of it sometimes, like we might blame it on something else than what it really is. And we're really tapping into each other. So Mm -hmm. it's something that we need to, I think, be more aware of and learn and open up to the healer within each one of us personally and, you know, make it an intention for others. Yeah, I love that idea of us all being interconnected. I'm certain that it's true, and it's sometimes it's easy to forget it. But um, the more I go along on my own spiritual journey and, and I'm open to learning lessons and, and talking with people, I'm just absolutely convinced that it is the truth. It, it's just it's the way it is. Um, Joyce, are there any success um, stories. I'm sh- you said you've treated thousands of people, so um, I'm sure. Are there any that stand? Yeah, <laughs> are there, right? I'm sure you do. But is there like a particular one or two that stand out to you as um, you know, especially memorable or or um, I don't know, dramatic or something that, that you could share with us? You know, that's it's interesting because um, I always feel blessed when someone finds me and they're in need. And I think every one of these thousands of times I've spent with people is miraculous. Um, I I do work a lot with PTSD. um, And I find that, you know, that that could mean anything because what is traumatic to one person may not be to another. So the smallest thing can cause someone to feel trapped in that, that memory and get triggered by little things that remind them of those situations. Um, I never judge anyone for feeling the way they feel and the intensity level because everyone's different. So um, recently I had a woman that was surprised by her boyfriend's infidelity. Unfortunately, Mm. that happens a lot these days. Mm -hmm. And um, she just had a horrible time getting over it and getting it out of her mind. And she wasn't even able to function through the day. And she had gone to counseling and healers, but it was still there. And I can appreciate that. It's like, you can understand that you don't want to feel that way anymore, but after you've been through an experience, it's almost like you can't help your thoughts. They're just there. And as much as you want to get rid of them, they keep coming back. But within our first session, she was free of her anger and her obsession over it. And she said even people noticed a difference. She felt freer and lighter. And, you know, everything 
is based on helping us to balance. So I call it, um, I help to go in and find a place that I can speak to that person to let them know that they're safe and they're protected and they're loved. Those are my three favorite words that I use. And that um, they don't have to stay trapped in that. They can just accept it and let go of it. And you don't forget the memory, but it doesn't trigger you anymore. It's neutralized. So after a 10-minute healing session, I'll say, okay, go back and think about it and how do you feel? And there's a pause and I wait and I know what the answer is already. And it's like, well, I don't feel much of anything. And those stories are amazing. Mm, But I can apply that to trauma from accidents and a loss of a loved one, the grief cycle, and even grief over um, past medical trauma or medical situations for people. That's a hard one for people to get through. And even in-law problems, you know, you have to live with that. And how do you live with a person or how that you have to have, be in association with, even coworkers, and they trigger something in you each time. But we can neutralize it and they don't feel anything. Um, so I, I really try to help people to open to their own healing abilities that can heal nerve damage and concussions and dental problems and surgeries. And I've also worked with, I'm thrilled to work with autistic children that I can communicate with and help the parents to understand what they're feeling. And sometimes um, I've witnessed that they start speaking. You know, every session, and I mean, there's so many numerous stories that I'm so thankful for the opportunities and the um, the way people come. They, it's all referred, and so I'll always say to someone, "Okay, what do you know about me?" And usually, it's very little. Um, so then I, it's just that someone said, you just have to speak to this person. So I leave it in divine order and timing that how someone finds me is when they need me. Mm, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that and, and for um, sharing some of those stories and, and um, miracles that you've helped perform. That's very, very cool. Um, and you did mention the workplace. You mentioned coworkers and and coworkers um, sometimes grating on each other's nerves, mm-hmm. which certainly happens. And um, of course, that just creates this whole ripple effect throughout the office that can be very distracting. So you've written this um, series of books with Don Bowman. It's the Living Life Happy series, and I believe these books were conceived as part of a program to bring healing into the workplace. So are you, can you talk a little bit about that, why, why that is important? Well, um, I'm coming from a holistic background and understanding of people and how they get stressed and how they deal with it, and, and Don's coming from... Um, management and corporate America and having worked on that level and understanding the stress people are under. And what we realized is that, you know, everyone is stressed. We all have stress. It's part of living. But our days consist of home and work and both are stressful. So um, on top of all that, one stress can affect the other. You know, our home can affect work, work can affect home. 
let's put it all together and try to help people to de-stress and understand. So in writing the books, our hope is that we can reach more people in the workplace, through the workplace, through personal development programs, and help people to understand what stress looks like, how they cope with it, what are their unhealthy habits, and how to create healthier, more beneficial ways of living through stress so they can become happier and stronger. And, you know, it not only benefits the workplace and the productivity, but, you know, it'll help each employee and also the consumers, which is very important because how often are we talking to someone who's not in a good mood and we're trying to ask for help as a consumer? So it helps us. But then that can carry over into the home and help the children to build a good foundation that will carry them through life. So we like to start at the top um, with management, actually, so that they can help their employees. The employees help the, will help the consumers. You bring it home. It helps family life, and it helps the children who are our future, our future generations that will become the employees. Um, so that's, it's, it's a wonderful vision, <laughs> and I believe that the series of books really succeeds in just doing exactly that and, and helping us to blend. Um, there's nothing really out there that blends holistic and business. So it's unique on many levels. Um, the books are, there are six books. We did, did them separately and they're only about a hundred pages each. And then we put them all together. So you can read it goes faster. You can just read one book at a time and they build upon each other and you can take your time. There's some activities at the end of each book. So we really have had a wonderful response and it's hard to reach as many people as I would like to reach. So I thought this was a good way to really put some tools in the hands of everyone, simply more people and reach more people to help more people. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the goal. You know what it makes me think of is that, you know, again, just like we were saying about personal health and not being a victim to your, you know, physical whatever problem you're having, is um, I think a lot of times in American society, we tend to... Um, overwork ourselves and and use the phrase I'm so stressed as almost like a badge of honor you know and Mm. it doesn't have to be that way it's not a good thing (laughs) you know it's it's a choice right oh it's always a choice but you know we don't know how to do it Um, I think more people are reaching for the awareness that they have to be responsible for their own happiness but they don't know how to do that. You know, you need some guidance in it. And that's the hope that we can, we can reach out to everyone and make it simple that they get it. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. Cause I, I do believe you're right on the target with that. And people don't frequently don't know how to do it or don't even know what they want, which, you know, is a big part of it probably. Mm-hmm. And I think these days it, especially, it just seems like there's so much, crazy stuff going on and so many angry people and, and conflict and confrontation and 
social media just seems to give people permission to be kind of nasty sometimes. So do you think, you know, what, what is going on? Is there like actually some energetic shift happening or is, is it possible to shift it back? Is there, are we evolving or devolving? Is there, is there, is there a, um, are we, are we more enlightened now? We are evolving, absolutely, and this is a very interesting topic, and I might get a little deep on this, but it's coming from my heart. Um, I do believe that there's a global shift for the better, and it is possible, it is happening, but we get confused because, you know, well, basically, I'll kind of backtrack a little bit so you can understand the shift takes place through what we call collective consciousness of all creation. That means us as humans, but animals and plant life too. Um, accepting the truth. We, they have to come to a conscious level of accepting truth and doing it all as one. And that's what shifts everything. And what I mean by truth is the truth of who we are meant to be, the truth that we have potential to drop all fear. Fear um, is the culprit. So instead, we need to trust and love ourselves and each other unconditionally. Now, that sounds like simple-minded goodness, um, but I really do believe in this. If we can understand that everything is driven by fear and that fear is the foundation for hatred, for judgment, for greed, when you think about it, right? Then we understand where all the conflicts and even wars come from. That's the basis of it. So taking this a little further, um, I would say that to affect the earth, energy of the earth and all of us that are upon it, is is happening constantly you know i have heard from many and i have experienced it myself that you know all of a sudden you feel sadness and you're wondering where is it coming from and it can be connected to something that's happening presently around the world it could be somewhere across the world mm -hmm. i people will hear me say a lot of times i don't like to watch the news so they have to tell me well there was an earthquake um, you know, and because I'll say something's happening or something did happen and I can, you can feel it. I'm a little bit more in touch, but I think on a subtle level, we could just say, gee, I feel sad. I don't even know why, but that's us connecting. We're all connected. So I would say, and here's the positive. Is it not possible that the earthquakes and the hurricanes are a result of the energy that we as humans produce by our fear, present and past. You know, we have a lot that has occurred on this earth in the past. And the earth, I believe, holds the memory of this. And these events are great movement when you think about it. And it goes back to what I said. If we have movement, we can bring in the good and eliminate the bad. And if we don't, we're stuck. You know, that feeling of being stuck is no movement at all. So when you think of the great intensity of hurricanes, for instance, it's immense movement. So is it possible that these events are a way of cleansing those memories and moving things out? And, and the result of these hurricanes are 
um, people helping people and reaching out and dropping fear and being compassionate. You know, think of what comes from these events that is, can project hope and peace and forgiveness that everyone can feel. So I really do think that we're making progress, but we have to understand sometimes when we see what we call bad things happening, there's a reason for it. And there's some positive that can come from it. And again, it's a choice on an individual level, but you can see how many people reach out. We have to believe in the spirit of, of each other, that we want to love each other and help each other. And that's what it does. It takes us out of our everyday living and puts us in a, in a place to have an opportunity to really love unconditionally and help. And you hear these stories have been wonderful. So we really do tend to focus on the negative often. And I always am looking for the positive. Mm. And, you know, I happen to agree with you with what you said. I, I do believe life is contrast. And there is always the good in the seemingly bad. You know, it, it is always um, the yin and the yang, and, and, and we need both. And, and I, too, tend to focus on the positive and see the beauty and am 100% with you. But you put that very beautifully, so thank you for that. Welcome. And, yeah, and so a lot of your work is around happiness and helping people discover happiness within themselves and get to that place. So you've just said that you look for the good, you look, you know, the the um, the beauty or the, the gifts in whatever's happening. Is that the key to happiness or how do you define what happiness even is? Um, yeah, I love this question. People ask it all the time. <laughs> How do you find happiness? It's already there. It's inside of you. Um, and it's relative to everyone. You know, some people find happiness in ways that other people can't understand. So we have to realize that, that each person is choosing what is best for them. It takes us sometimes, some time to get around to what that is and understand it. But, you know, on the other side of it, we can't, we can't claim unhappiness because of something that has happened to us or someone that we say makes us unhappy. It's no one's fault. I mean, we are, we always have the choice to be happy or not. No one and nothing can stop that. It's a shift. That's a shift right there in those, in that thinking. But here's a tool that might help. Um, if you focus on your breath in and slowly out, you'll notice that there's a space between the breaths that is total silence. You know, kind of that, like a split second when you're holding your breath between the inhale and the exhale. I think that we can find eternal happiness, peace, and all-knowing in that silence right there, which is only inside of us. It's not outside of us. It's when you connect with your creation, because that's the breath of life and your creator. 
So I think that we just need to learn to allow ourselves to go there and believe that all our answers and all our happiness is already within us. We don't have to search outside. And that's what we do. We need to accept this. Embrace it. I love that word, embracing. And be that happiness in every breath. So it sounds a little deep again, but if we try to do this every day, especially when we're stressed, I think it'll help. We are mostly happy. We innately are happy, but we do focus on the difficult and we often choose to feel victim, like you had talked about. And that we lock ourselves into a place where we can't find happiness because we think it's impossible because life is happening to us and we have no control. I don't believe that at all. We have to start with a belief that we already have it inside of us and then remind ourselves it is there and then choose it and take it within the breath. In that moment, you can really calm your all your energy down. You open up your healing your healing abilities, I call them healing codes, just through that breath and just through that peace and that quiet and that understanding. And you don't have to think, you just feel it. So I think that the books also help you to get to that place of happiness. We have some interesting things. We have a, a, a happiness contentment quotient um, of a test, more or less, to test how happy you really are and to help guide you to find that happiness. So I love that we wrote these books and that they're available to people. And I, I know that they can help on many levels. And that's kind of my answer to that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I wrote down as you were talking is ultimate freedom, because this is the um, knowing that happiness is from within, not from external source of any kind. That means that um, regardless of anything that's happening to you on the outside, you can be thrown in jail. You can be, you know, suffering a bad balance in your bank account or, you know, something unwanted and still choose to be happy. It's the ultimate Absolutely. freedom. Yes, it is. It's freedom. And it's power. It's empowering because it means that the only one that can affect that is yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that, Joyce. I, I feel like a big aha moment, like, woo. Good. I have <laughs> <So>. more. <laughs> oh, you have more. Well, I would like to ask you to share um, more with us. We, I Unfortunately, I have to um, shortly wrap up the interview because... Um, of the time. It's, I feel like I could talk to you for another hour easily, but um, what do you want to leave us with? I want to leave you all with that. If we really can own the belief that everything happens for a higher purpose, there are no mistakes. There are no tragedies. There are no, they're all opportunities to grow. And I believe that pain can motivate us to change um, I really think that that's a very important thing, and that is written throughout the book. Um, so I think that, you know, we need to accept that we have this control, and nothing and no one can stop that. 
So I really think that um, I love talking to you today. It was an honor for me to be with you. I really hope and pray that in some ways I've touched your hearts and, and, and brought you to some hope and peace and to know that you're never alone. We're, we're all connected and we all want the same thing and it's already there. We just have to accept that and, and reach in and find it. And I think the breathing exercise will help us to do that too. Um, but I, I really encourage people to get the book. I, we wrote it because I can't, I, I do one appointment at a time and my time is all, you know, allotted for at times. And I want to reach more people. And that's why we wrote the books to really help people to learn it and to guide them through life. And then to share that with other people that they know is, is a gift from them to others as well. So I, I highly recommend everybody starts reading one book at a time and keep on going. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you, Joyce. And we'll, you know, certainly put links to your website and the books and everything on our website so it's easier for people to find. And um, even with the holidays coming up, what a great gift because the gift of happiness yeah. is huge, right? A lot of people have already, they're giving them as gifts. And, and that's a great idea because what better gift to give someone? Exactly. Simple way. Exactly. Well, thank you so very much. I really, really, really appreciate you spending time with us and sharing um, so many great, um, I want to say tidbits, but they're not tidbits. They're deep, profound thoughts and ideas and I think truth. So thank you so much for um, all of it. I, I truly appreciate it. And uh, thank you all for listening to the show. My guest was author healer and founder of the Ivana Method, Joyce Salvo. You can find this complete interview and links to Joyce's website and books and social media pages on our website, readysetgrit.com. Thank you again for joining us and please check in again next Friday when we release another episode with tips on turning your daydreams into phenomenal successes. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our eBooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.